Welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, Josh Brown has a great interview with at charge underscore nation. Now, if that doesn't seem like a name, that's because it's not. It's actually a Twitter handle. At charge underscore nation has been one of the greatest fans of TBT that I've seen anywhere on the internet this this season. And Josh has a great interview asking him all about how he became a TBT fan, who he thinks is going to win, and who he's placing his votes with for TBT 2017. He's also filled out a bracket, and if you have not filled out your bracket yet, you're really missing out. There's some incredible prizes out there, including the ability to select an at-large team for TBT 2018, cash prizes, the ability to take half-court shots, make your vote worth a 1,000 votes in TBT 2018. If you haven't filled out that bracket yet, go to thetournament.com, click on Bracket, and make sure that you fill yours out. Not only can you win prizes, but you can also increase your points total by 20 points and increase your standing on those teams so that when your team wins, you can win too. All right, let's get to this great interview that Josh has now with the Twitter commenter known as at charge underscore nation. Welcoming in now to the TBT podcast, a very special guest, kind of a, a little bit of a different angle here on this podcast. We welcome in TBT Superfan. You know him on Twitter at charge underscore nation. We're going to leave it just like that at charge underscore nation. He joins us now on the TBT podcast. I guess I'll just go with uh, charge. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. Uh, uh, good evening. I appreciate you having me on tonight. And no, we really appreciate you being here. You've really been one of the biggest uh, TBT super fans that we've had on Twitter. Really, you kind of just cover all things TBT really into it. But uh, we'll get into that. Just um, I think the logical first question is, you know, your your Twitter account is uh, a tribute to the Canton Charge, the now G League team down there in Canton, Ohio. How do you become such a big Charge fan? Yeah, I uh, became a Charge fan and uh, became a season ticket holder about five years ago, and it, it was just started out as something as as casual. My son and I uh, like basketball. He was playing basketball and uh, you know started attending some Charge games and was was just amazed at uh, what a great product it was. You know how much uh, you know we really got into the games and the players, and um, you know we just kept uh, building on to our membership uh, every year and uh in the last year is when i uh, kind of launched uh, charge nation a uh, kind of a fan site uh you know for the can charge my son's like dad you really <laughs> know an awful lot about the charge you do all this research before the games and uh and uh, you should start a twitter account so that was kind of where i ended up with uh charge nation and uh you know just uh really you know great time with my son and uh kind of was a hobby and then it continues to be a hobby but uh even more in depth and having great fun and meeting great people uh uh, following uh the can charge the interesting thing is that a lot of the d-league teams are kind of separated from their nba team in terms of location and all that but uh the cavaliers i think are what like an hour away from canton are you a big cavalier fan too or do you just kind of stick to the charge yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, all Cleveland, everything, um, all Ohio, everything, especially Northeast Ohio. And yeah, it's only about an hour south, uh, straight shot uh, down 77. So it's uh, really convenient when you're talking about uh, assignment players and things of that nature. But uh, the proximity is great to be able to uh, see the two teams interact and attend uh, both of the games, uh, both up in Cleveland and down in Canton. What do you think of all the talk that like Cleveland's done now, LeBron's going to go to L.A., that they're falling apart? What do you think of all that? Yeah, I, I just think it's a, it's a lot of a lot of smoke. Um, you know, it's everyone's going to report news, whether it's uh, reliable sources or 
or fake news. I, I think LeBron's uh, pretty cemented into uh, the community here, and uh, I, I think that uh, he, he's here to stay. I, I think obviously there's a lot of moves, a lot of, a lot of things that the Cavs need to do to uh, you know continue to run with Golden State. But uh, I think uh, it's mostly smoke, and uh, you know looking forward to LeBron sticking around for quite some time. Yeah, I hope so too. I was rooting for him hard in that. Uh... NBA Finals Series. Too bad uh, for Cleveland. But like we mentioned, the reason you're here, really big TBT fan. You've been really into TBT. But uh, just tell us, you know, anything you're comfortable with, a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, off the, away from TBT, away from the Canton Charge. Just tell us whatever you feel comfortable with, uh, you know, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, I've uh, been living here in uh, the Canton, Ohio area for you know, about 15, 16 years now. And, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my real job is, uh, I, I work in, uh, finance and analytics. So that's kind of, if you, you follow me on my charge nation site, you'll see a, a lot of stats and news and notes, but, uh, you know, it's just uh, kind of the geeky Excel stuff that I love uh, chasing down and finding out the different numbers and, and different things. But, uh, yeah, I've got, uh, my wife and, uh, my son just graduated, uh, high school last year, mm. finished his freshman year of college this year. And so it's, uh, like I said, it's been a fun time uh, engaging in basketball with him and doing Charge Nation and uh, the tournament with him. So, uh, you know, uh, that's a little bit about me. You you mentioned it already, and then you kind of found out, you know, when you began the Charge Nation account is kind of when you started to begin uh, finding out about TBT. Like when you watch TBT for the first time, I'm always interested because I know when I watched TBT for the first time, it was kind of a growing process. Like, what is this? Uh, you know, and then you get kind of hooked and you do a lot of research. Like when you first – found out about TBT were you like doing a ton of research did you just kind of gradually watch and learn about it what was like your kind of foray into TBT like yeah no I I had to kind of jump in and start doing a bunch of research the the first thing I uh first message I ever got about uh, TBT was uh it was probably a DJ Steffen's uh tweet about uh, supporting him in the uh, Bluff City Blues uh last year so obviously a big fan of dj the high flyer exciting player so as soon as i got that i'm like yeah of course i'll you know get behind a guy like this and uh you know so as i got onto uh, the tournament website and, and started doing research and kind of coming through players i was just like wow there are a ton of great ball players in this league and you know more importantly there's a great uh deal of uh you know can't charge alumni in this league as well so uh just really started digging in and uh finding out what it was about who were the players and um, you know, how, how, how to get involved, which is, you know, a bunch of steps after that. Uh, but once you get the flow of it, it's a great, uh, great time and enjoy following it every year. And I, you, we, you know, we're talking before we came on, you actually won a thousand dollars as one of the top hundred fans of overseas elite last year. That couldn't have hurt, uh, you know, getting more involved in TBT either, huh? Yeah, no, that that was uh, probably the, the, one of the better things that's happened in a while. Any, any of you guys or, or gals on the podcast who, uh, who get that, uh, you, you watch too much basketball, you're doing too much fantasy sports to uh, show up with a $1,000 check goes a long way. But, um, yeah, I, w- I was watching Overseas Elite uh, from afar. I was I was really pushing uh, Bluff City Blues last year, the Untouchables, and then, uh, of course, my local guys, the Canton Bulldogs. And uh, just had one eye on uh, Overseas Elite. Uh, Eric McCollum was on that team, CJ's brother, they're locals, and uh, – you know, I, I saw that they I was able to slip in there with my fan votes and still qualify for money. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't a bad uh, fourth pick uh, right towards the end of the uh, the process. Yeah, definitely. And then um, I, I'm sure you're a bracket challenge guy, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, not as good of luck as uh, in the TBT. I'm one for one there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fun to, to follow the brackets along and uh 
uh, you know, kind of see how you're doing with that. No, I think everyone wants to know. Um, you can conceal it if you want. You don't have to answer, but have you made your four selections yet for TBT 2017? Yeah, no, I've, uh, you know, communicated that on Twitter as well. So um, I, I, I didn't vote, uh, obviously, too early after the uh, original deadline, but I, I do have my, my four teams that I've locked in, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll see them uh, in the final four and lock me down some money before we even get to the finals. But I'm feeling pretty good about my selections. Yeah, we won't jinx it. We'll, we'll wait until after TBT and see if you got one of them right and then end up with some money again. And, you know, the other thing I was curious is I know you were able to catch a little bit of the TBT Jamboree, which actually actually just came to a close with four great teams coming out of the Jamboree. But, um, you know, as a TBT fan, really a basketball fan in general of really all levels, just kind of curious what you thought of the Elam ending. Yeah, no, first of all, that, that's just awesome that you guys are able to televise those games on uh, ESPN3. It made it uh, easy as a fan to, you know, get a good quality uh, broadcast and, and be able to view the games in a, uh, you know, good quality uh, setting. So that was, that was fantastic. But the Elam ending, I wasn't really sure uh, what to think of when I was reading the Elam ending, but I was just fascinated by it as, uh, as the games went on. I, I watched uh, day two of the Jamboree and uh, saw three to four. Uh, games going on, and, and and the thing that was excellent about the Jamboree, obviously, or, or the uh, Elam ending, is if you were, you know, in a close game, it continued to be close, and uh, it was it was fantastic. But I, what I found intriguing as well is even some of the games that were five six points as you got into the Elam ending, uh, you, you can start doing the math, and it's one or two stops away uh, from you know making a one or two possession game. Uh, you know, you didn't have the slow you know play with the fouling. You can see the defensive intensity. Uh, really amp up from the team that was, uh, you know, trailing, the, the, the team that was in the lead, obviously. A, a lot of pressure goes on that, so that, that was kind of the thing that uh, kind of stood out. Some of the teams that had the lead, uh, you know, seemed like they were sweating it a little bit more because there's that pressure to score and not turn the ball over versus, hey, I'm going to foul you and you're going to get uh, some, some free throws to make it through there. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a, a good addition, a great test, and I'd love to see that in uh, more of the games in the future. Yeah, I know we're all kind of hoping that it can come. Uh, who knows? Maybe full time to TBT one of these years. But um, yeah, I, I really got the same impression kind of watching the Elam ending. And I, you know, I'm not just saying this because we're on the TBT podcast, but I hate. I hate end of game fouling. Uh, it's it's cringeworthy to me watching four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of fouling, going to the free throw line, maybe um, you know making one or two, and then you call a timeout. And it just, I think as a basketball fan, and I know you're a guy who watches uh, a ton of basketball. Um, for me, just to be able to, like you mentioned, go down the stretch, have um, offensive teams, or you know, uh, not offensive, you know, the winning team have to play every possession instead of kind of having lazy possessions. That just made all of the difference. Where do you kind of see the Elam ending fitting in? Maybe you know, longer term, and just kind of the scope of basketball. Is it something that you could see maybe you know going a little bit more mainstream one day? or is it kind of reserved to a tournament like TVT? Like, where would you like to see it go one day? Yeah, I think in a small sample, it's one of those ones I, I think, uh, you know, the more opportunities uh, people get a chance, uh, like the TVT or, you know, maybe some, some other test environments to e- expand it. I, I know uh, Nick Elam's done a, a lot of, uh, you know, studying and research on it, but uh, it, it's very different. It's very radical. So I think it's going to take, you know, quite some time to get to, you know, some of the higher levels, but it, it is definitely, I think, an enhancement to the game. And, you know, for the reasons we talked to, if you can eliminate that painful back and forth, Valen, 
then uh, life is good. The game is better. The game's faster. It's more intense. And uh, so, so I could see it going that uh, being a benefit down the road. It's just uh, changing the mindsets and you know how long it takes people to to do that. Definitely. And um, again, ho- hopefully, I'm hoping one day we can implement it even further, maybe even for a whole TBT. Who knows? Uh, before we get into it, we're going to go through uh, the regions and see who you like, who you don't like in each region. But um, before we just get off, you know, your kind of involvement with TBT, one thing I've always been really fascinated uh, about is how, uh, you know, you're very active in TBT. You like, um, you know, you go back and forth with the teams a little bit, but you also kind of... Um, kind of prop up the teams or, you know, teams who you like and you, you know, put links out to vote and teams retweet them. They see people kind of advocating for them. Just talk about that a little bit. What kind of um, brought you forward as not only a TBT fan, but someone kind of advocating for the good teams and kind of in your own way, helping to grow TBT by, you know, supporting good teams and giving them even more recognition. Yeah, no, that, that's probably the most fun um, part of the, the TBT is, uh, you know, the, the fan vote. And, you know, and, and really where I got a passion for, you know, uh, really trying to promote teams is uh, for the Canton Bulldogs. Um, you know, that's a, a local team down here who went into it uh, as a 15 seed last year and beat the, the Mad Ants alumni. And, and they were a local local squad, and, you know, they didn't have the name recognition of uh, some of the, uh, the larger teams. And so when I saw they had a team and they had Keith McLeod, who was a, a, a charge girl, Great. Uh, really wanted to get the message out there that these guys needed fan votes to get in and, uh, you know, make sure that they got the support. But uh, as, as a fan, um, obviously you need a little more than just uh, your own four votes to get in. So, you know, between family and friends and, you know, a little extra banter uh, with the teams and, you know, my, my followers on Twitter, uh, it, it puts you in a position to, to, to win money through the TBT without even uh, much effort. But uh, it's just a lot of fun to, you know, be part of it. So even though you're not out there making baskets, uh, you're, you're definitely a part of it from uh, uh, making sure that your team uh, has the ability to play in, in the tournament. It seems like you've developed a pretty kind of fun relationship with a couple of teams like the Stickmen. I know you go back and forth with them, um, you know, here and there. So really great to see. I mean, you mentioned the Canton Bulldogs, and we'll get to uh, where you you see they fit in in the Midwest. But uh, we talk about them a lot on the podcast because I'm, I'm sure you were able to catch the game. But uh, they have a kid by the name or a guy by the name of Jesse Harden Jr. on that team who. Uh, one of the best shooters I've ever seen in TBT. And I'm sh- again, I'm sure you were able to catch that game they played in last year. How good was he from three-point land? Yeah, no, he was phenomenal. And I tried to find the box score because I, I figured we'd talk about that. I think he had like 26 uh, points last year. But, uh, yeah, he went to uh, one of the local universities here, Walsh University. So, once again, uh, another one of these guys with uh, extreme talent that uh, has a unbelievable uh, basketball game. And, you know, he really anchored that uh, – uh, first game uh, through a shooting, and uh, you know it's just got a lot of great recognition. And I, I know he's still out there working hard and trying to do some great things through ball. And I, I can't wait to see him in a uh, uh, year or two as well. Yeah, he's one of my favorite guys we've ever had in TBT. Really nice guy. Uh, just trying to get his name and get some of the other guys' names on the map. But uh, we'll get to the Midwest in a minute. Let's start um, with the first weekend coming up July 8th and 9th, just a week from this coming weekend. Um, we'll begin in the Northeast. And, um, you know, I, I, just, I guess kind of first of all, just who do you like coming out of the Northeast? Which teams impress you? Uh, who do you see making a deep run in the Northeast? 
Yeah, they're the two teams I see going uh, uh, competing for the finals of that region is uh, Untouchables. So obviously, I've got my vote in for them. I see them going through the final four. Uh, but you got Mike Hines, you got or Mike James, you got Kyle Hines on that team. Uh, you got uh, Gilbert Brown coaching, and, and just a lot of experience. And and, and I've seen the which overseas elite has proven. You get some of these guys who play in Europe are able to come together and, and form a team and uh, pretty, be pretty cohesive right out of the gate. So I like their depth. I like what they've added with the team this year, and uh, I see them uh, uh, doing really, really well. Um, the other team, I, I got them in the finals of that region against uh, Bayheim's Army, uh, who they've been around for a little bit. And, you know, you, and some of the write-ups that you guys have done, just an incredible fan following and uh, just uh, a lot of depth, a lot of experience, and uh, they know what it takes to win games in the, the TBT. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing those two uh, battle in the regional finals and the Untouchables moving on to the Final Four. Yeah, two really good teams, and you said it perfectly. The Untouchables kind of have that overseas elite kind of feel to them. Uh, I'm curious, what do you think of Team FOE, if you've been able to look over them at all? They're a team who I've actually had, uh, you know, I don't know if the bracket works out that way, but, you know, if it does, having them going up against the Untouchables at some point, if not the regional final, what do you think of that team? Because they have that same kind of overseas vibe. You know, they're all kind of friends going on as well. Yeah, and that's something we, we talked about, um, you know, me, me and the, the Matt from the Stickman were talking about how incredibly deep uh, this year's uh, field is uh, for the tournament. So no matter what region you're in, you're, you're going six or seven deep. And, uh, you know, and I think out in the West, you're going almost 10 deep yeah. on just extremely strong quality uh, teams. But uh, I know they're going to, you know, be something to uh, be contended with. You still got Supernova out there. And uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be something to watch, um, you know. It's which we found on the TBT last year. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get uh, some eight seeds who, you know, make it out uh, to the final four, and uh, it, it's really anyone's game. But uh, still gonna stick with my guys, the Untouchables. Yeah, good pick. A lot of people going with them, and we're going to have a couple of uh, ESPN guys and, and, and other experts release their bracket soon, and I have a feeling most of them, if not all, will have untouchables coming out of that region. Down south, uh, we'll just ask plain and simple. I actually saw your tweet today, so I think I know where you're going, but does anyone dethrone overseas elite down south? You know, as, as as thankful as I am for overseas elite uh, winning me a thousand dollars yes last year, they they are the two times champs. They have a huge target on their back, and uh, to three peat is not going to be an easy task. Uh, but I'm all in on Ram Nation. Uh, so the VCU team uh, continues to uh, you know go deep into the tournaments. Uh, they continue to travel well as a fan group. But really. The difference maker here for me is Reggie Williams. Mm -hmm. Reggie Williams will single-handedly put this team on his back if need be and uh, can shoot anyone else out of the game. And so I'm excited to see Reggie Williams play with uh, uh, Ram Nation. And then obviously you got Romeo Travis, who's a uh, LeBron James guy, and you know he'll bring some winning attitude uh, to the team as well. But uh, I think just the experience and the depth, and uh, you know Reggie Williams is going to be the difference maker for Ram Nation. And did, I, did you catch that game last year when they played each other? Reggie Williams actually got injured, so he couldn't play. Do you think we that's a different result last year if he's on the court? Yeah, to be honest, I did not uh, watch the game. But, um, yeah, I, I think absolutely Reggie Williams. He's just that type of a player. I got to see him up close uh, in the uh, – there at, at the time, the D-League. Uh, and just uh, such a dynamic player and, uh, you know, both ends of the, the, the floor and uh, can do a little bit of everything. So I think that is a different game. Uh, I didn't watch it firsthand, but uh, this year hopefully I want to see the rematch. I don't, don't want an easy way out on this one. I want to oversee the elite Ram Nation hands down uh, – 
meeting in the finals of, of this bracket. Yeah, Reggie's a guy who we talk about a lot. There's these guys in TBT where it just seems everything they do, they're winners. They're just a winning attitude, and that's Reggie uh, in a nutshell. And they also you can't forget about Eric Maynard either, who has uh, a lot of NBA experience. So they're they're really rolling deep. Um, is Ram Nation and obviously Overseas Elite will be uh, target number one. Are there any other teams that you might you know see make a Cinderella run down south? Yeah, I don't know if it's a Cinderella run, but it, but if you're going to be watching the games, you have to tune in for the Washington Generals game. It's it's just uh, as soon as I heard that uh, they were going to be in uh, the tournament, I I was I was fascinated by that with with all the history of the Washington Generals team and um, obviously their their uh, uh, history with the Globetrotters. It, it, it's a game you have to watch, and 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 you've got to be rooting for these guys. Uh, to win uh, Santiago games, he's he's uh, a winner and knows how to make some game-winning shots. So if he gets a hot hand and uh, can lead these guys and keep some games close, uh, you never know. They may be able to pull uh, uh, one out. But I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, the Generals play in the South. We hear they'll have champagne on ice if they can get that first win in 46 <laughs> years or so. Um, yeah, that's going to be a great game. And I also. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I won't ruin it because we're going to do a preview podcast soon. But I will say, watch out for that old hottie toddy team. They're bringing a lot uh, of talent to that team. Um, some of the best players to ever play at Ole Miss. So watch out for them, too. Let's move to the Midwest. I mean, I'm sure one of your favorite regions, considering the Canton Bulldogs are in there. But who else do you like in the region to maybe make a deep run and get out of that region? Yeah, so my, my mom, number one team out in the Midwest has to be Scarlet and Gray. So obviously we got to go Bucks, and um, you know they're an Ohio team. This is the first team I, I threw my vote behind. Obviously uh, changed a little bit of the uh, um, the, the number of votes uh, before the, the the first deadline, and, and it was all behind uh, uh, Scarlet and Gray. And, and this team is going to be fun to watch. This is a, a good core of the 2011 team. They had 34 wins. Um, you know, with the exception of uh, Solinger, who won't be playing, but uh, keeping fingers crossed, uh, a healthy Odin and get some time in the game. You're, you're looking at a, a very, very powerful, dynamic squad. And, and what's not to like about Aaron Kraft? So when I think of any uh, Ohio State team, uh, Aaron Kraft comes top of mind. And, you know, this guy just leaves it all out there on the court and just can't wait to see him uh, play again uh, here in the uh, TBT. As a big G League fan, I'm curious, what do you think of that Fort Wayne Champs team? Uh, their team who made the semifinals in 2015. They actually lost to your Canton Bulldogs in the first round last year. But just as a big G League fan, uh, G League fan what do you think of them? Yeah, no, that that was uh, excellent. So just going back to last year, it's one of the, the best rivalries in the uh, the G League is uh, Fort Wayne uh, and the Canton Charge. A lot of history uh, between the two teams. Uh, Steve Gansey coaching down there. Fort Wayne was a coach uh, with Canton. His brother Mike, uh, the GM of the Canton Charge. So there's just a lot of history. So uh, so last year's game was uh, just dynamic. Uh, you know, seeing the uh, Canton Bulldogs go down there as a 15 seed and uh, uh, take those guys out was a lot of fun. And, and this year's team uh, looks fantastic too. I don't have it in front of me, but I think they were uh, six seed uh, this year. And, uh, you know, these are guys that who played together for a long, long time, you know, high-caliber folks, uh, you know, with their D-League, G-League experience. And uh, if, if they uh, put some time in before the tournament and, uh, you know, uh, start to gel, then they're they're going to be very scary. And uh, what I like about the Fort Wayne, too, is they probably have some one of the more entertaining uh, Twitter accounts in, in the TBT, <laughs> so they don't uh, tweet too often, but usually it's uh, some pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's a quality one when they do. Uh, I didn't know they were rivals, yeah. rivals with the Canton Charge. Is that like, do people get amped up for that game? Is that like Red Sox-Yankees, Canton Charge, and uh, Fort Wayne? Uh, 
as far as uh, G League standards go, yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> just always a, a great rivalry. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know with the the G League being you know somewhat spread out, you don't have uh, you know neighbors next door, but uh, it's a short drive up the road. I was able to get up and uh, watch a game in uh, Fort Wayne last year, and 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 I just think the guys, you know, part of it's driven by the Gansies, uh, you know, probably have that nice uh, brotherly love, but competitive spirit. It just seems like both teams come out and. And uh, you know, in, in, in a good way, really take it to each other. That's great. Who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, a Canton Charge team one day. Before we move to the West, is that like your is that like your dream TBT team to get a, a Canton Charge alumni team one day? That, that would probably be it. Yeah, there's been so many uh, incredible players that have uh, come in and out of uh, uh, Canton. I, I would love to see uh, someone step up and uh, put together a Canton Charge team. You know. Uh, Possibly me someday, yeah. get some connections with some of the guys and uh, put something uh, there. But that that would be uh, uh, pretty amazing. And um, the one thing I did want to mention about the Midwest before we moved on yeah. is uh, is uh, Marquette looks incredible too. Uh, that's going to be a, a team. I know a lot of people are rallying by behind them for number one, but that's another team you're going to want to not uh, uh, count out. And, and the one thing I would say though, in, in the TBT, sometimes you don't know who's going to show up for a game. And I know Bikes is already on the summer league squad. Uh, with Dallas, so who knows if he'll be playing with them. But that, that's kind of the, the fun of the TBT, figuring out who's showing up, who's playing. And, uh, you know, if they, these guys show up with a full roster, they're going to be uh, scary good. I was going to say, is that something that when you're watching TBT, are you really paying attention? Because uh, I know it's one of my favorite things, too, like seeing, all right, Dwight Bucks, why isn't he here? He's in the summer league. And kind of keeping track throughout the tournament about who's going to actually show up with these guys. It seems like that's kind of maybe one of your uh, kind of favorite aspects about TBT, to kind of the intrigue, who's going to actually show up, who's not going to show up, etc. Yeah, I, I learned that last year uh, with uh, DJ Stephens in the Bluff City Blues. I, I was really excited to uh, see him take the court, and then obviously he was in uh, summer league with uh, uh, Memphis and uh, never never showed up for the games. I, I know they they played some some uh, two hard ball games, but lost a little depth in uh, you know his playmaking ability. So so now if there, there's guys I see that are you know, kind of on that uh, fringe D League NBA, I'll, I'll take a quick peek. And, and so uh, my picks are pretty much locked in, but if I see anything change uh, right before the end, uh, you know, I may, I may do uh, some switches on that. The old switcheroo, many have done that before TBT has begun. Uh, moving out west, final region. Uh, like you said, maybe the deepest region in TBT. It could go, you know, 10 deep, and uh, who knows? It's some of the lower seeds, too. They could end up pulling a big upset, but uh, who do you like out there for starters? Yeah, so um, we we mentioned them already. Like the Stickmen, um, you know, some of your coverage, you did mention the uh, most NBA experience, and uh, I was counting them up the other day, and they've got uh, 1,097 NBA games played between uh, uh, the guys on that team, and and that's just too much NBA experience to overlook. And and some of these guys, uh, you know, still in their prime. I love Markel Brown. I think he's going to do some amazing things and kind of be the – uh, kind of the floor general for that team and uh, really push the uh, the pace and, and, and get these guys going. But just so much depth. I, I think the thing with them, they're going to have to uh, learn how to gel and learn how to gel pretty quickly. Uh, you know, doesn't you know from what I've seen, a lot of these guys haven't played together before. You know, not a whole lot of history. Uh, you know, playing together. So that's going to be the challenge for them if they can uh, uh, get cohesive real quick, real fast. And this team, I, I don't see them uh, being stopped. 
Yeah, they, they actually have one of the best coaches in TBT, too. Uh, David Nurse, who has a ton of experience coaching nat- national teams. Um, he's coached. Uh, he's been a Brooklyn Nets shooting coach. So they're really well coached. And like you said, the thing with them is going to be chemistry. You know, And I think, A, chemistry, can they get it down, too? Um, do they have enough shots to go around You know, with the kind of the names on this team? Um, so uh, if they get it down packed, though, they're a really good team. Is there anyone else you're looking to out west? Armored athlete, really good roster, few good men. Um, it really goes up and down. Is there anyone else you think that could uh, overtake them in the west? Yeah, there, there's one team um, and uh, one game I want to highlight for to watching it. And you mentioned an armored athlete. Uh, these guys are scrappy, gritty and they just know how to get it done. And you got Sheehy and Singler, who just came off uh, winning a D-League championship with the Raptors 905, and I'm sure they uh, still have the taste of that championship fresh in their mouth. And uh, I, I just really like what this team's all about. They're just a hard work ethic and, uh, you know, really selfless and just really play as a team. And I see these guys uh, being in the, the West Finals as a four seed. Uh, the other game I really like and, and would be my sleeper, like I said, an AC made it to the Final Four last year, is this Train to Go in the Broad Street Brawlers game is going to be amazing. Uh, with, with Train to Go, you got Damian Wilkins and Rice who can just score in buckets. I mean, uh, Damian Wilkins, you, you'd think the guy's still 25 watching him uh, play out there. Just amazing. And the Broad Street Brawlers, um, I think, is the, the class of the Jamboree uh, folks of the four teams that came out of there. I think the Brawlers – are, are going to be the top team. They've had a chance to, uh, you know, work together, get some chemistry. And I uh, read in your article that they'll be adding uh, some players that uh, didn't play in the Jamboree. So I think whoever wins that game could be a sleeper and be that uh, kind of higher seed that uh, sneaks on through to uh, uh, some of the, the later rounds. Definitely, and you can't count out Team Colorado either. Some people are already calling them actually the best team in all of TBT with some of the additions they've made. Xavier Silas, Christopher Copeland, they're, again, a really talented team. So um, are you going with the West as maybe the, the, maybe the toughest region to get out of in TBT? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think you go 10 deep there. And even at uh, 7 and 10 games, you've got quite the battle with uh, Team Utah and uh, Team Fredette that yeah. is going to be an amazing battle. And whoever comes out of that game is going to be battle-tested and uh, have a lot of confidence. But, yeah, by far I think the West is, is the uh, the the region that's the deepest and going to be the biggest fight to get out of. I think they've got at least 10 deep there for uh, – you know, quality teams that have legitimate shots of uh, going deep. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really intrigued to see who comes out of Vegas. And, um, you know, if you got to think if you come out of that region, you're going to be as battle-tested as they come come uh, the semifinals and championship. Real quick, uh, you want to give us a champion prediction? Are you going with the Untouchables to win it all? As of right now, I am with the Untouchables. Like I said, it's going to be in the final four Untouchables, Ram Nation, Scarlet and Gray, and the Stickmen. And uh, I've got the Untouchables uh, winning it all against the Stickmen in the finals is where I'm sitting right now. So barring any injuries or player movements, that's my story, and I'll stick to it for now. Hey, it seems like a good pick to me, really, four great picks all around. You can follow at Charge Nation. A lot of great stuff. If you're a G League fan, if you're a TBT fan, uh, if you're a basketball fan in general, uh, give a follow at Charge underscore Nation. Again, at Charge underscore Nation. Uh, any parting thoughts, anything uh, you'd like to tell the TBT universe? 
No, uh, just really get involved. If you haven't been involved uh, with TV, TV4 or, you know, casual fan, it doesn't take much to get involved. And, in, uh, you know, the, 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 the talent level is amazing. The, uh, the games are amazing. Um, as you've seen advertised on TVT, they're all going to be on the ESPN uh, family and networks. And it, it's just a fun time and exciting time. So uh, be sure to tune in and be sure to get involved, most importantly, as, as a fan. Uh, that, that's where it really gets exciting and uh, is, is worth investing some time in. Great message right there. Totally agree. Great uh, message to TBT fans of all stripes around the country. Uh, Mr. Charge Nation himself, we really appreciate the time. Great stuff uh, all around. Great insight on these teams. And we're looking forward to uh, you know seeing you tweet and, and interact with TBT as the tournament approaches and uh, moves through all the regionals and on to Baltimore. Sounds great, Josh. I appreciate you once again having me on, and uh, you have a great night.